This spotlight is brought to you by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. Today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, the DuPage Foundation, Loaves and Fishes Community Services, and our very own NCTV 17. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now to talk about the DuPage Foundation are Michael Citrick and Greg Schwazi. So nice to have you both on the show. Pleasure to be here, Jane. Thanks. Absolutely. Now, Mike, uh, we know you with the DuPage Foundation, but why don't you tell us a little bit about how you're uplifting uh, life here in DuPage County? Sure. Well, I'll start out with a little bit, a bit of background about our organization. Uh, DuPage Foundation is a community foundation. We're one of more than 750 across the country. We're a 501c3 public charity that's wholly focused on raising the quality of life throughout DuPage County. Uh, specifically, we work with individuals, families, and businesses to help them accomplish their charitable goals, and then work with our donors and partners like my friend Greg Schwarzy here at the county, uh, really to help solve uh, and address some of our community's greatest challenges and opportunities. Okay, and Greg, you're with the county, so talk, I mean, obviously that's part of your mission too, right? Yes. Elevate the quality of life. You know, DuPage County, we're so blessed to live here. We, we have so many uh, avenues for, for assisting our residents. We have an incredible social service safety net. Our community services department, which is the social services arm of the county, offers different avenues to help our residents either by direct service or through our strategic partnerships with either government or nonprofit agencies. We help over 50,000 residents a year with our 211 intake and referral program, which, which guides our residents to the social services they need. We help thousands of seniors uh, in the community stay living independently in their homes through our in-home senior services. We're good stewards of the, the uh, grants that we get from the, the state and the federal government, which allows us to support those uh, nonprofits like food pantries and uh, homeless shelters, among other places. So we're very, very blessed to live here in DuPage County. Yeah, well, and I think, and I love, I'm always excited when I hear the word strategic partnerships, because I think that really just talks about efficiencies and effectiveness and, and everybody kind of working together, right? So now you guys have a really interesting thing with the DuPage Community Transformation Partnership. Yes. So say a little more. Sure. So this is a five-year, $10.6 million uh, mutual partnership for uh, strategic grant making. And it's the DuPage County along with our DuPage Foundation. So back in the height of the pandemic, when uh, the federal government was handing out the ARPA money to help its residents, we knew, our Human Services Committee knew we needed to help really four major issues that were affecting our residents. And that was food insecurity, housing instability, mental health issues and substance use issues. All four of those uh, issues were exacerbated during the pandemic. Absolutely. So we decided to earmark $10 million plus for those four issues. Now, we knew there was immediate needs. We knew that uh, uh, you know, people needed to, to, to eat and to pay their rent right away. But we also knew that once this money was gone, it was gonna be gone. So we wanted, to, uh, we wanted to try to make it last longer, to try to combat these issues on the long term. So we, we sort of divided this, 
this money up, up into two pools, one for immediate help and one for transformational help, which would combat these issues on a longer term. And that's what we did. So we, we have immediate grants, we have the transformational long-term grants. Now, our Human Services Committee was aware, we had never worked with the DuPage Foundation before, but we were aware of them. They have such a wonderful reputation, and this is what they do. They, they make grants happen, and they do such a wonderful job of it. So we reached out to them, and I'm not sure if they were initially on board, but they, they ended up on board, and we can't be any happier about that. Our former uh, chairman, uh, county chairman Dan Cronin, and our former board was on board. Our current county chairman, Deb Con chairwoman Deb Conroy, is on board, and it has been nothing but successful. Yeah, well, and I think you, having talked to so many nonprofits during the pandemic, I think everybody realized that was just the first wave. The tsunami had not hit the beaches yet, and we were going to see a lot more of that residual outcome. So, talk a little bit, Mike, about kind of some of those impact stories. What impact has this yeah. partnership had for the debate? Foundation. Yeah, so really we've been incredibly focused uh, from the start of the pandemic with responding for the community. In fact, I think it was our COVID response fund initially that I think kind of attracted us and brought a closer relationship with the county together. With Through that, we were able to raise and grant out about $1.2 million above our usual $8 to $12 million a year. But with this partnership, it's, it's just been incredible. So far, we have been able to grant out about $6.2 million. And as Greg mentioned, through those two tracks, we, we've done two rounds now of immediate intervention grants and one round of transformational. We'll have another round of immediate intervention this summer and then another transformational round in the fall. But just some highlights, we got the first uh, wave of reporting back on the immediate intervention grants that we had done. And so far, I can tell you, we've been able to uh, help channel about uh, 2.1 million pounds of food to about 183 individuals and families throughout okay. DuPage County, uh, including here in Naperville, folks like Lowe's and Fishes, those groups um, have all benefited from that. Uh, secondly, on the housing front, we have been able to uh, keep about 450 individuals and families in stable housing, which has just been huge. We all, we're all aware of the rising cost of inflation and some of the challenges those, those folks have been facing. And then lastly, as we know, mental health has just exploded yeah. uh, throughout the pandemic here. So that's been a, a very key focus of, of this partnership. Um, and we've, through that, been able to uh, help facilitate about 3,000 um, counseling appointments uh, for folks who might not have the resources or have been able to connect you know, with caseworkers and folks. So that's, that's just been huge for us. Yeah, that's a lot of good impact, right? Yeah. And, and I think you know, we see how all of those pieces are connected. You have problems with housing, you have food insecurity, impact your mental health, substance abuse, sometimes it becomes an outgrowth of that, right? So they're all connected needs, and if you can start to fix some of them, yeah. maybe you can fix more than just the immediate one. Yeah. Greg, from your perspective, what are you seeing as the impact, or some examples? I'll, I'll share an example. DuPage Pads, for instance, which you know they're uh, committed to ending homelessness. They received two grants. They received a round one grant in the amount of around $80,000 in which they used to lease space yeah. to be able to uh, uh, hold uh, more case management, working with individuals and families that are experiencing homelessness. Their round two grant, around $166,000, was to actually hire more staff to be able to help more people. They hired two case managers, which is, is absolutely helping them work the, uh, with, with their uh, residents that are in the in intermittent housing. So they've done a fantastic job. They've helped hundreds of people that they wouldn't have been able to help without this grant. For, for one, Kids Matter. Uh, 
one of our favorite organizations. They do great work. We were able to give them a $200,000 grant to really strengthen their youth mental health uh, first aid training program. I think we were able to uh, provide funding to train about 20 trainers. Mm -hmm. And since then, they've gone on to train about 400 adults uh, to help serve kids. And then also uh, the Alive Center, which has really come on strong. It, it's a relatively new organization, but just coming on like gangbusters. And they're getting a lot of attention. That program is his, it's um, started to um, uh, grow beyond uh, their, their main base into Aurora and some other agencies. And we were able to give about $250,000 to the BRIL YMCA in Glen Ellen to replicate that program there and start that. So that's, it's just incredible to see you've got innovative things happening and, and we're proud to be fueling that. It's always, I, I look at these things as a positive outcome of the pandemic. Lots of negative things that went on during that time, but I think things like these, these kinds of partnerships, transformational grant making, those are the upsides that came out of it. Lots so. of silver lining for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming by. I appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate Absolutely. It and if you would like to learn more about the DuPage Community Transformation Partnership, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Busey Bank is proud to partner in building business and growing wealth since 1868. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Renette, and joining me now from Loaves and Fishes Community Services is Janet Derrick. Welcome to the show, Janet. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, really glad to have you. Yeah. And you know, I love talking about the community services part of Loaves and Fishes. Mm -hmm. So why don't you talk a little bit about the mission and what you're trying to accomplish with that? Yeah, so our mission is uh, to provide healthy food and support programs to help move families towards self-sufficiency. So obviously our biggest business is our food business, but um, we do have all these support programs. Um, Lowe's and Fishes, as you well know, is a merged agency. So a lot of those programs came from the old Naperville CARES, so we still call them the CARES programs. Um, so our, our biggest business on that is the emergency assistance, where we help provide um, assistance with rent, utilities. Uh, we have some partnerships with the city of Naperville. We manage a utility grant they have, um, and we serve you know, a, a wide-ranging area. Um, so we do a detailed application and documentation process to provide assistance. And during that process, that's really where we connect uh, individuals to our programs or other community-based programs. Um, it's a big part of what we do um, to make sure people are meeting all their needs. So some of the other programs we have is we do have a collaboration with Samaricare, connecting people to some mental health counseling. Um, we do public benefits, which is what you Medicaid, SNAP, which is the food stamp program. Um, and the, currently what's in uh, operation now is the low income home and energy program. Okay. So we do the applications. We do applications now for DuPage County and Kane County. So again, it helps people get further resources. Um, we also do uh, uh, health screenings through the food pantry. Um, we have, we just had our graduation for our Moving Up program, which is by far our deepest dive into self-sufficiency. Um, we just had five graduates. Um, this is our second, since COVID, this is our second uh, group of participants. And lovely, they presented, these are women who, you know, th 20 weeks ago would not be able to present, and they presented their life story and 
how they're going to move forward. So that is um, a wonderful, wonderful program that we're doing there also. Um, and then we uh, also collaborate with two other organizations to provide financial fitness. And we just restarted our uh, collaboration with College of DuPage to do um, English language acquisition at our new facility at 580 Exchange Court. So many programs are going yeah. on. And then in, starting at the end of January, we will have our tax program. We work with the uh, we're what's called the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program, or VITA, that's run through the IRS. We're sanctioned by the IRS to do taxes for people. Okay, wow, you have got a lot going a on with that. a lot on our plate, yes. Yeah, so, but yeah. all of those things, and I think this is always the piece, right? We think there's food insecurity, mm -hmm. and then we think there's housing insecurity, mm -hmm. but they're all very much, oftentimes, all of those dominoes start to unfortunately fall together, right? That and, is correct, And yes. so it's really being able to help bring people back up and get them on, on their own two feet. Right, and we do use the food program as an entree into all of our programs. Um, again, our, our goal and a part of our strategic plan is to connect people to as many services as possible. But we also are a firm believer in that if someone does something better, that we don't duplicate services. So that's why we do a lot of collaborations. Um, like, but we do have a job counselor also. He is a gentleman who comes with a lot of heart and does a great job of, especially for people that are struggling, how do I start a new job? And then he connects them to other programs. So again, any, any program that someone does better, we will utilize that program um, and then work, work together. And yeah, so you're not overlapping services. Correct. You're just making sure that you're getting people to the right services. And if there's a need, then you're bringing that in-house. Right, yeah. right, and, that, and that's kind of how the emergency assistance program started. We uh, collaborate and coordinate assistance. That's how why CARE started, right? Who's doing what in the community? So we were always the clearinghouse for that. Um, so we've taken that model and just expanded into all our programs. But we, any government grant we get, we actually leverage that money for additional funds. So, you know, the $500 we could put together, there's another 500 for maybe from a community member. So again, we are all about collaboration and coordination. Yeah, and then that amplifies the impact that you correct, can have. Correct, yeah. yes, yes. Um, You've sort of talked a little bit on this, Janet, but say a little bit more about why programs like this, these reference, are so important. Right. So, you know, people struggle, like, you know, there's, I think it's 40% of Americans can't afford an emergency assistance payment, right? Whether maybe it's a high medical bill or they, or they have a car repair they can't um, uh, do on their own. So they're living paycheck to paycheck. So the goal of all our programs is, A, yes, with food to help su supplement the family income that way. So anything that, and any uh, situation where we can give them additional uh, funding or other services that will help expand their budget and open them up to other community resources to help the family sustain um, and hopefully move on to, to self-sufficiency. And we have examples of people that used to come for food and now would donate to us. So yeah. our, sometimes our emergency assistance and oftentimes that helps them um, go over to the next step. Yeah, well, and I think, you, as you sort of talked about it, you could be one one illness away, mm -hmm. right? So it's not like, oh, I've been living in this tragic existence for a long period of time. I, it could be my who suddenly finds themselves in this circumstance. And I think right. that's also a lot of what you tend to bring to the table, that dignity of, Absolutely. yeah, sometimes these things just happen, yeah. and how do we kind of get everything back together. And we do survey, especially through the emergency assistance, anyone who's gotten utility or rental assistance, we survey, survey them three months after they've gotten, gotten assistance. And of those who've responded, you know, 100% are still housed. So, and 100% still have the utilities turned on. So the program does work. Yeah, 
Yeah, get you, well, otherwise you're into crises. Correct. Right, Correct. trying to stay out of that if we can, right? Um, you have a new collaboration, mm -hmm. very recent, mm -hmm. which is exciting, uh, with DuPage Pad. Mm -hmm. So say more on that. Right, so we, in the past, we've uh, provided vehicles. We have a car donation program where we take donated vehicles and give them to families, repair them and give them to families you need transportation for. So we have donated cars to pads, but at, through COVID, I think most people know the used car business has, has become very expensive. So we've had a problem receiving cars and they've had a problem putting their residents into, into cars. So right now they're gonna put out the word to their donors um, and try to get more cars. And then those cars would be donor designated to a pads client. So who have met our eligibility requirements. So they still have to go through the same process. Okay. Um, and But what's nice about it is they have a case manager, so we can work together on getting them through the system um, and the process. But again, their donors will now be able to give them cars um, directly to their residents, but using our expertise. We've been doing this for over 20 years, yeah. repairing cars, taking cars, transferring the title at the, the state Secretary of State's office, who, by the way, I want to give a lot of shout-out to. <laughs> they don't get a lot of shout-out, but they have been a true partner because you have to transfer titles and they uh, do the program with us very well. So they're very helpful in getting these cars into the hands of people. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, you have so many things that you're offering up to your clients. Is there anything that you would want the viewers to know that they don't already know of yeah. all the stuff you've said? Right. <laughs> I, I think um, I think they should know that, again, we, we come to uh, try to serve people with a, from a place of dignity. Um, we are very good about uh, managing our donor funds and um, and how it comes into the agency. Um, and I think much of the work we do is through volunteers. Uh, so we are lo always looking for volunteers who want to work you know, either on the food business or on our emergency assistance side. We couldn't do this out with, without our tremendous volunteers. Um, and it is a, you know, I, I think it's a wonderful place to work. But, um, but yeah, we, I think, again, we always try to come from a place of dignity and, and honestly, customer service. Yeah. How, do, how do we respond to people who are in many, cases of a, a, sort of an emergency or crisis situation. Seeing them possibly not their best day. Correct. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. exactly. Janet, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for the good work you do for our community. It's so appreciated. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And to find out more about the CARES programs, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Growing your family opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. This spotlight is brought to you by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from our very own NCTV 17 are Liz Spencer and Patrick Branham. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Absolutely happy to have you both. It's always fun to sit across from Liz. And Patrick, so nice to sit across from you as the new incoming president. So, um, but I'm going to start with Liz because we were founded in 1987. And a lot has happened in the 36 years mm -hmm. since the doors were open at, at the television station. So, and TV's changed and we've evolved with it. So talk a little bit about 
about that, Liz. Absolutely. Television is evolving right now. But we started, you know, television was a shared experience. We'd all have to wait for that, that series to drop with the new episode to tell us what happened. And now, fast forward, we can get it on demand. You know, and NCTV really embraced this early on. In fact, I would say we dare kind of let it a little bit in 2006 and 7 when we started to cut up all of our programs and put them up on the website so that people could get it when they wanted it and how they wanted it. And then suddenly we could reach across the globe and meet with people. So that, that evolution is continuing as we are today, that our news is not only you can watch us on air, but more importantly, you can watch us online and on the phone. Yeah, and that's such a big part, right? I mean, Absolutely. when you think about how probably we all sat, you know, waiting and looking at the yeah. television and waiting for it to come on, you know, now pull out that phone, click on demand, and you've got whatever you want. Exactly. Very big difference. Patrick, uh, welcome to, uh, to the presidency of the board for 2024. Um, but you've been with us before. And uh, why have you come back and why is it important for a community like Naperville to have something like NCTV 17? Sure. Yeah, it's amazing thinking back. It's been 10 years. I've been supporting NCTV 17 for 10 years now, um, most of that time on the board. I spent seven years on the board uh, previously and just rejoined this year. So I'm really happy to be back. Um, I joined the board shortly after moving to Naperville. You know, we moved to Naperville for the same reasons many people do. Proximity to the city and, you know, the school district and, and a little bit of the allure of downtown Naperville. Um, but I joined the board shortly thereafter and really Naperville or NCTV 17 really opened my eyes to really what was available in Naperville. And I, we had no idea at the time. So whether it's festivals or fairs or local high school sports or any of the races, local, all of the wonderful things that go on uh, in the city, I had no idea and it really opened me up to that almost immediately. So it was really a blessing for, for me when we first moved here. Um, as you think about NCTV 17 and what it brings to the community, you know, Naperville itself is one of the largest cities in the state. Um, and it has this amazing community. And really to understand what that is, um, NCTV 17 really brings all of the stories and makes this large city feel like a small town. And so they cover those things. One of the things as I was thinking about this question, um, I remember back like seven years ago, my son was in third grade and he ran in the Crosstown Classic. So District 203 bringing all the elementary schools together. Um, and I'm there supporting my son and all of a sudden I look up and there's a NCTV truck and there's people <laughs> filming these third graders running races and it, it was just amazing. Um, so you turn on network news, national network news and all you get is war and Wall Street and you know all of the negative things that are going on and then here comes NCTV 17 with the local stories of all the wonderful things that go on in the city of Naperville. Yeah, isn't that terrific? It is amazing. And I think, you know, too, and how special did your son feel? Awesome. I mean, those kids, like, seeing that they were on, they all thought they were on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? And I think that's such an important part of it is um, that is, you know, I think we still all get a little excited about that, right? So, you know, for young people, whether it's young people, you know, seniors, whomever it might be, having that opportunity to be lifted up and, and a little spotlight shot on you, getting your Andy Warhol 15 minutes is quite nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Liz, you know, Patrick just talked a little bit about storytelling and, you know, telling Naperville's story. And, and you've always described yourself as a storyteller. Yeah. Why is that? 
that so important? It's so important because we all have a story to tell at all different times of our life, whether you're a third grader running there or you're running a business here in town or you're running for office. We all have a story to tell. And we have amazing staff who are dedicated to get on the streets in the lives of people here on, in Naperville. From, from those stories of a medical story, a little boy with a, a congenital disease, or to City Hall, or to the highlights, the sports highlights that we tell, or the community sports. Everybody has a story, and I think at our local level, that's what makes us stand out, and that's what connects us. Sure, we can do the crime stories, and we do you know, tell you when somebody's driven into the Apple store, but it's those individual stories that make us feel connected. That's what makes our reporters and our entire team thrive and be proud to be a part of not only our station, but the community. Yeah, and I think, you know, being informed is such mm -hmm. an important part. We often talk about informing, not influencing, right? But giving people information that they can choose what they do with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that connection, when you feel, even if I'm not, it, it might, that story may not be anything that I'm having in my life, but I can relate. I can still relate, even if it's not my experience. So I think that's important. Um, you know, I, I sit across from a lot of people, and we talk all the time about, you know, all good works, but we still have to fund it, exactly. right? And uh, we're coming off of a major fundraiser, the morning show. Patrick, uh, say a little bit more about why for television, which often people don't think about, why is it for NCTV that fundraising is such an important part? Yeah, I think to really answer that question, you have to understand NCTV 17's funding. And so we are a nonprofit 501c3 organization. Um, we are not, unlike the networks who are a for-profit, um, you know, we all know about $3 million 30-second Super Bowl ads. We don't have that luxury. Um, we really are, are dependent upon a few sources for revenue. Um, and those sources include you know, cable, cable TV bills, we get a portion of that. That's part of our funding. So we all know about people cutting the cord and as they cut the cord, our funding gets cut as well, unfortunately. We also do some limited video production services for local businesses. It's really, um, it's something we have expertise in because of what we do, um, but it takes away from our core mission of telling those stories um, as Liz talked about. Um, so which really brings us to fundraising and sponsorship. Um, and those are super, super important and super critical for us. We have all the same expenses that those networks have. We have you know, state-of-the-art equipment. We're sitting in a beautiful production facility right now. We have reporters. We have producers. We have AV technicians. We have all those expenses. We don't have a traffic helicopter. But, <laughs> yes, sadly. <laughs> but, we, but we have everything else. Um, and so we need funding for that. And so we rely on sponsorships from local businesses and whether it's sponsoring one of our segments um, on, at the station or sponsoring us in one of our you know really cool fundraisers we pride ourselves on having you know not to take anything away from the traditional fundraising dinners and, and cocktail hours but we really you know shy away from that and really try to bring our character to the fundraising that we do so from the very first fundraiser that we did which was 10 years ago amazingly um, we are rivals that chronicled a whole um, football season with all the local uh, high school football teams and kind of culminated in a few hundred people gathering at an auditorium on the North Central campus to, to view the premiere or the Game On uh, show, which allows the audience to be live participants in a, a game show. We have two teams vying for bragging rights, um, and we're all part of that production. And then as you referenced most recently, the morning show, where you know, we had an opportunity to kind of see 
behind the scenes of what was going on with, with a morning show being filmed and hearing those you know, cool stories that you hear from NCTV 17 as being part of that. So um, you know, we really, really need the, the support. We'd love for you to join us in any of those fundraising opportunities. And shamelessly, I'll say you can visit our website when just like most nonprofit organizations, you can donate to us um, tax deductibly, and there's a donate button right at the top of the screen. And it's green just like the brand colors. That's exactly right. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I think, and, and so well said, and I think, um, you know, and I'm going to do a shameless plug for our sponsor of this program, which is Busey Bank, without whom we would not be able to lift up 72 uh, not-for-profits in this area every single year. And it's that kind of investment in the work that we do uh, that is absolutely mission critical. Uh, so we appreciate it. We are excited for our year ahead. We have a fantastic board of directors uh, looking forward to doing some more great things we appreciate the community support we're going to continue to tell a lot of really wonderful stories and we encourage people to send us those news tips because there's 150,000 people in Naperville and uh, they all have a story to tell so we'd love to do it right that's awesome yeah thank you, thank you both for stopping by we appreciate it Thanks for having us. Good to see Absolutely. You. And for more information about NCTV 17 please go and visit our website. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on this episode, please go to our website at nctv17.org. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on social media. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Burnett. Thank you for watching. This spotlight is brought to you by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank.